十二。Okay. Uh, hopefully this fan is not being picked up. <clears throat> It is ninety-seven degrees out here. What's happening, everybody? Conspiracy, what's happening? I, conspiracy, I didn't forget about you. I didn't forget about you. Uh, Martina, hey. Edward Bailey, hey. Pretty eyes diva, hey. Lorville, what's happening? Handling. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Good morning from eight. Okay, good morning. Good morning. Nice of you to join us. Thank you for uh, hanging out with me because you could be anywhere you in in the world right now. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, as people file in, let me read the spiel. Uh, Morning Star Show. Me. Um, <laughs> shout out to my producer Cindy Ashby. Find us twenty four seven three sixty five on www dot Uh, all shows are live. Uh, replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google, and Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play for the replays. Yeah. Simply deep. What's happening, Jean Jean Pierre? <clears throat> Eight. What's going on, Jeline? Hey, Jeline. How you doing? How how you holding up? You good? Health health is good. Let me do something real quick. Copy. Yo, so uh, <laughs> yeah, tonight we gonna get into this. This uh, what do, what do I refer to this as? Slave. Trauma porn is the best way I can describe it. Slave trauma porn. Yeah. Slave trauma porn. Of course, YouTube does not want to send out notifications. Oh, I'm live. Never mind. I stand corrected. <clears throat> There I is. <clears throat> Sandy Newton played the hell out of <laughs> man. Listen, that <laughs> girl. Listen, you and me. I was I was rubbing my temples watching. There's so many things wrong with this movie, and then the overall message and all that good stuff. But I'm gonna get into it. Don't you worry. I'm gonna get into all that not this nonsense. Um, jeez. Yeah, this movie was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pin. Okay, here we go. Beloved was like an edgier color purple. Now, I must say, I did read the book, but this was decades ago. Okay, this movie came out '98. Um, I am not. I am no fan of Toni Morrison. Uh, Toni Morrison, Maya Angelou, uh, 
listen, I'm just gonna say for what it is. These we talking about old closeted lesbians that don't like or didn't like black men. Okay, let's just say it for what it is. Women like Toni Morrison and Maya Angelou, old closeted lesbians that did not like black men. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong, the book is a bit different from the movies, but black people don't read like that, so let's let's cut the bullshit. We're going to talk about this particular movie, this movie. This movie is all about, it's a lot of allegory, okay? This movie also pits who suffered the most, the black woman or the black man, okay? So throughout this movie... Seta is always trying to one up Paul D's experience, right? <laughs> Wait, those women you named gave Lena Wade the blue. Yes. Oh, you can add Janelle Monet to that as well. You're right. Yeah, Lena Waithe is the is the is the bastard love child of all those women. You know what I'm saying? And she's just taking this shit to the nth degree. Alice Walker, I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. These women did not like black men, period. Tawanda, hey, Tawanda, Tawanda, Tawanda. I went to high school with a Tawanda. She's very nice, very nice. Why did they show it? Child. This is nothing but slave horror torture porn. Um, so throughout the movie... Seta is constantly reminding the audience and Paul D of her experiences at Sweet Home. Sweet Home is the former plantation that her and Paul D were were uh, workers on. Okay, and um, <laughs> my God, so I, I I don't know. Let's 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 get into this this uh, this shit show. Um, all right, so. In the beginning, there's some poltergeist activity, and the dog is being flown around the room, and then the dog is thrown against the wall, its eyeball is hanging out of its socket, Seta, you know, Oprah Winfrey is like, ah, no big deal, she places, she puts the eye, the dog's eye back in its socket, and places a splint on its leg, the two sons are terrified. Denver is like, oh, my God, right? Because it's, it's a very violent, uh, very angry spirit in this house. So then <laughs> I think the sons were named Howard and, and Bew. And then the two sons. <laughs> wait, wait. No, Martina, it gets worse. No, don't leave. <laughs> it gets worse. Meech was happening. And so then the two sons, they steal some food and they leave. They leave. Like they're they're not even teenagers, right? This is like what is what year is this? Eighteen sixty five, right? Eight the year is eighteen sixty five in Cincinnati. Okay? So the two sons leave. 
these two young preteen black boys leave the house. You never see them again. God knows what happened to these sons. Okay. That was my first clue. And then the poltergeist knocks the mirror off the wall. And Denver says to the spirit, well, what you going to do that for? Okay. Fast forward to 1873. It is eight years later. Paul D. Played by Danny Glover. Hey, hun. Ryan, what's happening? Um, Paul D. shows up to uh, set this. Right, they haven't seen each other since their time at Sweet Home, eighteen years prior. Okay, that was the last time they saw each other. Setha tells Paul, "Baby Suggs has been dead for eight years. Baby Suggs is the grandmother. Okay, Baby Suggs is Setha's no is she's not Setha's mother because Setha's mother's dead." Baby Suggs is like the, 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 the grandmother by default, okay? She's the old matriarch, right? So then Paul enters the house, and there's a red light. And then he sees bloody, he sees images of bloody bodies. And then the door opens up, and he sees a woman holding a baby. He asks, he asks, uh, Seta, he said, girl? What kind of evil you got in this house? She said, it's not evil. It's just sad. So it seems to me that, no, I'm going to get to that. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't do that. Don't spoil it. Don't, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> All right. So apparently Paul D is force sensitive or he's an empath right because as soon as he walks in he already knows he's he's seeing visions and stuff right uh she says no it it's not evil just sad paul then asked i thought you said baby suggs died soft died soft in those terms like a peaceful natural death not like a death from burning or hanging or stuff like that right a soft natural peaceful death right Seta then responds it was her daughter and the boys ran off before baby Suggs died okay Paul then meets Denver Denver is played by Kimberly Elise Denver is very standoffish Denver has been sheltered in her entire life because Seta has this fear that the evil white man, aka the school teacher, will come back for her, for her. Okay, so so Denver uh, has been sheltered, and then also Denver has her own issues with codependency. Right, she's had opportunities to leave the house, but for whatever reason, she she hasn't. Okay, it's coming, it's coming. All right. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Uh, <laughs> so then, Paul knew Denver's dad, Haley, from Sweet Home. Denver starts crying about being alone. She says, nobody knows that I'm here. Paul recommends to Seta, why don't you just move? Seta says, no. The poltergeist then makes its presence known. You hear a baby crying in the background. 
or it'll make stomping noises upstairs or shake some shit, okay? All right? Setha then tells Paul the day she ran from the plantation while pregnant. So here's the backstory, part of the backstory to Setha. So Setha ran away from Sweet Home. The first time, I believe, right? So then she was caught and then she was beaten while pregnant no, while pregnant with Denver. I take that back. She ran away one time from what I can gather. Okay, so they caught her. So the school teachers, like a Colonel Sanders, he's dressed in white. The two nephews, they beat her, they rape her, and then there's a scene because she's, she's pregnant where the sons basically suck all the milk out of Seta's breast. So there's this scene where Paul and Seta are in the kitchen and he asks her about her tree. He says, well, you got a tree? So a tree uh, in those terms refers to when you got whipped in the back and the keloids up and it looks like a tree with the, with, with, with the, the, the root and then the, the shaft and then the flower, you know, the, the, the plumage. It looks like a tree of, of keloid scars. And then she, she kept saying, they took, they took my milk. They took my milk. So there's this flashback scene of this pregnant woman with these two white men sucking all the, the milk out of her breasts. I was like, oh, my God. So I was just literally just doing this. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Okay. Okay. So then they whipped her with cowhide. And then so it doesn't heal up correctly. Right. So she has all these keloids on her back. She said, oh, they hit you. They hit you with the cowhide. Right. So they're sharing the little moments, you know, then he goes to kiss her scars on her back and then they begin to make out. And then Denver. Wait, wait. OK, Paul begins to kiss her scars as the poltergeist and the poltergeist makes its presence known. OK. And then the baby is heard crying. And then while this. So then the poltergeist attacks Paul. OK, so the poltergeist. These niggas are popping fire. Okay, these ain't niggas. These are Mexicans. These Mexicans are shooting off fireworks. And ain't even nowhere close to 4th of July. Anywho. So as Paul and Seta begin to make out, the the poltergeist makes its presence known. And then the poltergeist attacks Paul. Okay? So then the first... It launches, it throws something at Paul's head, like a table, a little stool. And then the table from the kitchen moves towards Paul. And Paul grabs the, the, the table and he says, Ah, oh, you, I got you. You're not, you know, you can't scare me. You want to fight? I'll fight you. I'll fight you. So he pushes the table back and then pulls the guy's calls it a draw. Okay? <laughs> so then while Denver's downstairs cleaning up the mess, Paul... Paul D and Seta are upstairs, upstairs having sex, and then Paul has a nightmare about his 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 his, his experiences at Sweet Home. Okay, <laughs> so then Paul asks to stay with Seta. Right? He he said, "I look for a job. You know, you want some help around here? I want to be here with you. It's been so long." Blah 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 blah. Okay, Seta is determined to not let the slave master get Denver. Okay, time goes by. There's no more poltergeist activity. Okay. 
So then at the river bank, a woman in black emerges from the river and she's covered in insects and butterflies. Paul and Seta and then Denver have a family time to go to the carnival. The woman in black shows up at Seta's house covered in butterflies. Upon seeing the woman, Seta immediately runs to the side of the house to urinate in her yard. So now I'm like, okay, you see this, this woman you've never seen before. You don't know who she is and you immediately go piss. So I'm thinking this is an allegorical thing for the water being broke, broken. Okay. It took a while to me for to figure out. Okay. You knew. Okay. How can I say this? I didn't really know of the backstory of beloved. Okay. But some told me this was a, from a past life of some sort. Okay. Until I figured out what, it, who she was, but the pissing in the yard, allegorical statement reference to the water breaking the baby's coming. Okay. So now the baby is here. All right. So then, here's it, you know, some water breaking. Okay, they take the woman in. She spells her name, uh, beloved. <coughs> Paul notices her feet are not walking feet. Okay, her feet are very clean, <coughs> almost manicured. And Paul D says she ain't got walking feet, meaning back then that pretty much everybody walked. Everywhere they had to go, their, your feet would be just kind of busted up, rough. Your shoes would be worn. She had on brand new shoes, night, brand new black dress, and her feet are clean as a whistle. Okay? So Paul's already picking up on some bullshit. Like I said, it doesn't outright say that Paul's an empath, but clearly he has empathic abilities. Okay? So then Denver nurses, Denver takes to Beloved. Uh, Beloved is mentally delayed. Paul D does not like Beloved off the top. Okay. Beloved at dinner begins to ask Seta uh, questions about her background. Okay. Denver becomes jealous at some of Seta's answers because these are things that even Denver didn't know about her mother. Okay. Uh, Seta then talks about uh, her mother's mark of a circle and a cross. She was branded. So she tells beloved and Denver the story of how she knew who her mother was because her mother says hey if you can if you ever forget my face you see this mark that means you know I'm your mother it's a circle and a cross all right she was branded so then as Seth is telling the story she's like you know what I didn't know what that what that meant until I got my own mark meaning she too was branded so then she understood what her mother was talking about okay all right set this and then more backstory Seth's mother was hung. Uh, she's possibly of Haitian origin because there's a lady while right before her mother's being hung, right? There's the Haitian lady. She's missing her right arm and she's talking to little Seta saying, you know, many men have been with your mother, but she only put her arms around your father. I was like, ooh, that's deep. I like that. Okay, I was like, okay, 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 okay. I'm with it, I'm with it, right? And so then, <laughs> wait, hold up. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, just be patient, brother. Be patient. Carrie, Tony Morrison books are hard to read by itself, and then to make a movie out of one. Oh yeah, you, jeez, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then, at dinner, so then Seta, I mean, um, so they're all at dinner. This is taking place at dinner. So then Beloved asks Paul D, you know, about his background. He says, I ain't got no people. Okay. So then Paul D asks, well, where you, where you from? Where your people from? And she says she has no, no family. Mind you, she's like in, she's like a, a, a retarded, in the mind of a retarded two-year-old. Okay. So then Beloved says, a woman at the bridge told her about Seta's house. Okay. So obviously she was already at the crossing over into the, this dimensional plane. So she was in the ether somewhere and the woman at the bridge more than likely like crossing the river sticks where the, with the ferryman, the ferryman kind of tells you where to go. Once you're at the, at the, the, the portal breach, right? Told her to go to Seta's house. That's who you're looking for. Okay. So then Paul D and then Denver begin to ask her about her new dress and who tied her shoes. So then beloved fakes like she's choking on food to kind of skirt the answering the question. All right. So then. <laughs> okay. So then beloved questions Seta about herself. Right. Seta tells Paul Haley Seta's husband had left and ran off, leaving her to be caught raped and beaten by the school teacher and his nephews. Paul tells Seta he has seen Haley after Seta ran off. Haley had seen what happened to Seta and became so traumatized that he lost his mind. So that's why Haley never met or never went after or came for Seta after she left the plantation, after she ran away. Okay? All right. So then, of course, this is all news to Seta. She's having problems, an issue trying to, you know, digest or process what Paul D. just told her. Okay. So then next, while playing with beloved uh, Denver. Oh, okay. Okay. So Denver and beloved are playing. Denver tells her uh, she she, she can she can see that she remembers seeing dead people. Okay, and she remembers seeing Seta's diamonds. Now these diamonds are kind of are, are, are a key part. So there's a scene where the diamond she was given diamond earrings. I'll I'll cut back to this further down the road. But uh, Seta was given diamond earrings as a wedding heirloom gift. This is when the baby, the baby baby, still alive. Okay, so they immediately. Denver recognizes this is the dead child, her dead sister reincarnated. Okay, she says, uh, set those diamonds in the, she remembers seeing the, the, the diamonds in the water and that she, that set the left her behind. Okay, Denver then knows she's reincarnated that sister beloved tells Denver that Seta is the one she has to have. So obviously, uh, beloved is a spirit of vengeance. Okay, uh, Beloved did not have a peaceful transition, okay? Died a very tragic, a hard death, right? So obviously, uh, Beloved has come back for vengeance 
and to take either Seta with her or pieces of her with her or feed off of her. So basically, she's a parasitic spirit of vengeance. And we'll get into all this. Okay. All right. So then Beloved asked Denver how Seta made her and the boys. So she's asking Denver how were the, the children created. It's a sexual question. Now, mind you, this is a mentally, de- this is the, a vengeful spirit in the body of a mentally delayed child asking about how to create children. So there's a flashback scene. Seta is found and rescued by a white woman. Her name is Amy Denver. So Denver is named after the white woman that found and helped deliver Denver and rescued her from when she ran away from Sweet Home. Okay. So then at the boat before they cross over the river, Seta's water breaks and then she delivers Denver. Okay. During the flashback scene, Seta receives diamond earrings as a wedding gift. She has all of her kids with baby Suge and she's still waiting for Haley. Haley, in his last act before he lost his mind, he bought baby Suge's freedom. The house that baby Suge basically left to Seta was given to baby Suge by a white man. Okay. Seta takes beloved and Denver to pay tribute to baby Suge's, uh, where she would have congregation. There's a rock in the middle of, a, of, a, of the woods. And this is where ba- a baby Suge would have congregation for all the black plantation owners or the workers. Okay. So then Seta tells Denver, her father ain't never coming back. Okay? Because all this time, Haley thinks her dad's going to come back for her. All right? Beloved then walks in. Later on, Beloved walks in on Paul and Seta having sex. Beloved has a fit. Now, remind you, every time Paul and Seta would engage in whatever, the spirit would get angry. Okay? Same, same thing applies here. Okay? There's a scene where Beloved and Denver are at the river. Beloved has no reflection. There's no reflection in the water. You can see Denver's, but you do, but you do not see Denver. Uh, you do not see Beloved's reflection in the water. So that at that point, you should figure out this this woman is a is a is a is a vengeful spirit. Okay, okay. So then, Beloved sees two turtles mating, and then she has the idea to mate with Paul okay she becomes aroused watching the turtles mate and then she lifts her neck up and you see the cut the slit on her on her neck okay after dinner beloved casts a spell on Paul D like almost like a love spell okay Paul D then wakes up in baby Suge's bed and he says he feels like he's being moved from place to place. So what Beloved did was basically cast a spell on Paul D. Paul D and she specifically moves Paul D further and further away from Seth's bedroom into the outhouse. So it goes from Seth's bedroom 
to Baby Suggs, Baby Suggs' room to eventually that Paul D is sleeping out in the outhouse, okay? So she can isolate him and have her to himself, all right? Okay. Later that night, beloved seduces Paul. And then the, this is the hands down the most disturbing scene in any slave movie I've ever had the 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 dissatisfaction of ever watching. So then Paul's like, get out of here, girl. <laughs> she so <laughs> beloved lifts up her skirt. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> <laughs> She said, touch, touch me on my inside part and call my name. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> she, she kept telling him, touch me on my inside part. <laughs> say, say my name. <laughs> what the fuck is so Paul D like turns over turns his back to her and she jumps on top of him and she's like say my name say my name (laughs) so then unfortunately Paul D gives in and he's like beloved 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 (laughs) so then Denver wakes up she looks out her window down at the outhouse the red light is is glowing so she knows it's poltergeist activity and he she can hear Paul screaming uh, beloved's name okay (laughs) wait don't be mad at me I didn't write this shit Touch me on my inside part. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. So then the next day, Paul goes to meet Seta at work. And Paul's trying to practice his script to tell Seta what happened. Okay. Because Paul understood what happened he wasn't under his full he doesn't have control of his full faculties and he wanted to confess what happened to Seta okay so then he he tells her well in his speech he he's like she fixed him he said that beloved fixed she fixed me right she cursed him hexed him okay put a spell on him all right so then once Seta arrives He's like, oh, hey, girl. Then he, he doesn't tell her, but he says, hey, I want you I want you with a baby. And she's like, man, I'm too old. Right? So they, they share a laugh all the way home. They're laughing and, and playing around and, you know, frolicking, whatever, because, you know, he's in love with her and she's and, and is enjoying the attention, whatever. So they're like frisky. They're like a frisky old couple. Ew. Okay? So then the next day at work, Paul's in good spirits. He shares with his co-workers that he's having a family with Seta. One of the old heads that knew what happened to Seta uh, tells Paul what really happened. Okay. 
And there's one scene while because he, he's a pig farmer. There's one scene when Paul uh, Paul was like, hey, I've been bought and sold five times. I'm a free man. Can nobody stop me? I'm, I'm, the, I'm the master of my universe. Um, I can do I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish. OK. And there's one hating ass co-worker. He's like, man, look, it's the white man's world and it, it, you can't do it, whatever you want. It's the white man's world. OK. OK. So then moving on, the old head pulls out a newspaper clipping of Seta of what happened. Paul's illiterate. He can't read the newspaper clipping, but there's a picture of Seta and the white man, the school teacher. And Paul's like, well, it could look like Seta around the eyes. But what does this mean? OK. Paul returns back home. Paul gives Seta the newspaper clipping. Seta begins to explain her mindset, her reasonings for doing what she did. She was afraid the school teacher was going to come back for her and the children. There's a flashback scene. Baby Suge is preaching to the choir. She talks about loving your flesh. She says, love your hands. She says, kiss your hands. Put them up in the sky. Okay? So, Baby Suge is that wizened old owl, right, that has to convince the people to love themselves. Because she's like, they're not going to love your skin. They're not going to love your hands. You love your skin. You love your hands. All right? It was, it was a dope little moment. Okay? So everyone's going to listen to the old, old mama. Everybody's going to listen to Big Mama. Because she's basically Big Mama. All right? So then... When Seth the Head ran away, she was free for 28 days. On the 29th day, school teacher and the nephews found her. Seth then grabs the newborn, grabs Denver, tells the two sons to run back in the house. As school teacher and the nephews walk in, in the, in, into the house, Seth had already slit the baby's throat. And the two boys are seemingly dead from an axe wound to the head. And she's about to bash Denver's head against the wall until one of the older men caught the baby mid-swing. School teacher was so disturbed by what he saw. He, basically, he spit at Seta and called her an animal. Baby Suge walks in. She's like distraught, right? And uh, it's a it's it's a pretty bad scene. It's a pretty bad scene. So then school teacher leaves. Paul tells Seta the kid's fate was worse and what she did was wrong. Paul tells her, "Your love is too thick." Paul leaves. Seta. He moves out. He leaves. Okay. Later on that day, Beloved begins to sing a song that only Seta knows. And then Seta sees the cut on Beloved's throat and knows that it's, it's her reincarnated daughter come back, that, that, that came back to her, okay? The next morning, Seta had a vision of her sons and then is later fired from her job for being late. She thought the sons came back home, but it was a vision. The sons never come back. Nobody knows what happened to Harold and Brew. Okay, they never return. Ever. Ever. Alright? Seta then passes uh, by Beloved's headstone. You see the opening shot 
is a graves uh is a, is a, a tombstone marked beloved on the way back home from work from being fired she passes by that same tombstone okay Setha then heads into town and the townsfolk are in disbelief. Now, mind you, Setha is a recluse. She never comes into town. So, and everybody knows the backstory. All right. So the people are like, oh my God, it's her. It's her, the baby killer, basically. Okay. So everyone's like flipping out that she's in town. Setha goes into town to buy, uh, what, 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 like shit for a birthday party. You know, string shits, ornaments, decorations, party favors. Okay. So they basically have a, a birthday party for Beloved. Beloved gets a big piece of cake. Denver gets a small piece of cake. Denver, it once again, becomes jealous. She gives her a look like, why is this bitch getting a big ass piece of cake? Okay. Denver begins to resent Beloved. Beloved asks Seta why she cut her, why she left her. Beloved then becomes destructive. And then insects are heard buzzing. And then she begins to scratch her throat. And then the insects show up inside the house. Okay. Beloved has become the living embodiment of the poltergeist. She then rips baby Shug's handmade quilt so she's in baby sugar's room denver's like get your hands off that quilt and then beloved just rips baby sugar's quilt in half okay so this whole time beloved's eating up all the food she's destroying furniture you know what i'm saying she's created she's created this parasitic environment uh she's feeding off of uh setta's uh life force to a certain extent and denver is caught in the middle so this forces uh, Denver to make a decision. Now, here we go. After the quilt has been ripped, you hear baby Shug talking to Denver. And then there's baby Shug, and not even in the vision. Like, so baby Shug came back to talk to Denver and tell Denver, you know, girl, why'd you stop going to uh, etiquette school? Why don't you go back to work for Miss Lady? You can't live here your whole life. You have to get out. And live your life. So at that. And then baby should gives her a hug. And I'm sitting here like. Oh my God. Don't lose it man. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. <laughs> right. And then so Denver decides. To go into Cincinnati. To go see. Um, the Baldwins. No she goes to see Miss Lady. To finish her etiquette class. And to work. F- to get extra food. Because Beloved. Is either destroying or eating all the damn food, okay? Beloved is basically a parasite at this point, okay? Denver finally leaves, go back to Miss Lady. Seta has now become an invalid. Seta doesn't do shit. She just sits in a chair, okay? And uh, Denver becomes the lady of the house. She cooks, she cleans, she goes, she goes to work. My man conspiracy, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Uh, the townsfolk begin to deliver food to set this place to help feed them. The townsfolk understand. Here's the town. The townsfolk sin. This is why the, the old ladies get involved because they all knew school teacher was coming. They didn't warn Setta. 
That's their sin. Okay? Once again, the townsfolk, mainly the women, their sin was they did not alert Seta that the school teacher was coming those many years prior. So now out of guilt and out of penance, they send her food. Okay? Let's continue. Denver goes to Cincinnati to look for work. Uh, she stops by the Baldwins or the Baldwins. Uh, it, the Baldwins, these white, the white folk are the ones that gave baby sugar the house that Seta and Denver live in. Okay. These are that, those are those people. Okay. The lady of the house, uh, the, the, the older black woman says, Oh, you baby sugar Ken. Well, girl, come on in. We're going we to take care of you. You can, you can work here at night, right? While she does what she does in the day, she'll come be a caretaker at night for the Baldwins, okay? And then there's a discussion. All the town, the lady, the, 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 old, the old heads, the old ladies of the town folk, they all come to grips and they all realize that beloved is Seta's dead reincarnated baby. Now, mind you, these are Christian folk. But it took a few of them to wrap their heads around the reincarnation thing and that this is, this is the, the dead baby come back to life, okay? Uh, old girl from uh, Soul Food, Big Mama. She's the head of the, of the ladies' town folk, okay? All right, all right. So then Denver returns home. Seta is having a psychotic break. She's chipping ice with an ice pick. Mr. Bowman is coming to pick Denver up for work. The ladies of the town... The Christian ladies, the sisters, the old heads, they come to Setas. They've come to exercise beloved out the house. They begin to sing hymns outside the house. Right? And then, you know, while Setas picking the ice, she hears them singing. So then she grabs beloved hand and takes beloved outside to show that she's pregnant. The ladies are like, oh, my, they get to weeping and hollering like, oh, Lord, no, Lord, what is this? Ah, la, 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 la. And, and they get to singing again, right? <laughs> they, get, they rebuke her and they get to singing again, right? These are, these are old prayerful women, all right? You can't tell them shit about Jesus. And they're sitting there, they're singing and Jesus, get him, Jesus. You can't tell these women shit, all right? So then <laughs> Mr. Baldwin shows up. Dressed in white, looking just like school teacher, whatever, how many years prior. So then Seta sees the man and finally snaps. And she goes after Mr. Bowman with the ice pick. The old women grab her, surround her. Denver grabs the ice pick. They begin to pray over Seta. And then Beloved, standing in the, the doorway, naked and pregnant, yells and then disappears leaving behind baby Shook's quilt on the porch, okay? And then the butterflies fly away. Some time has passed. Paul runs to Denver. Uh, Denver now has two jobs. She works with the Baldwins at night, and then she works in a factory. She tells him uh, Seta hasn't left the bed. So at this point, Seta is a complete bedridden invalid whatever life force she had in her beloved took a good chunk of it with her so basically her will to live is pretty much gone all right then she, she's been in the bed since the exorcism so then she throws a shot at him she she 
she she sneak disses Paul, saying, "Well, you you knew beloved better than any of us." Because Paul is like, "Was that really her? Did, did you know? Was it really her?" And she's like, "Well, you should know. You 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 know she was real or not?" Okay, so she sneak dissed him. So then Paul returns to see Seta. She's now bedridden. Seta tells Paul, she, she, left, she left me again. She was her best thing. And then Paul tells her, he says, no, you, you are your, be- your own best thing. And then Paul says, I'm going to stay to help take care of you. Right? And then another flashback, baby Sugar's giving another speech to the plantation workers. End scene. Oh my God. This was a mentally draining movie. No, I say that shit a lot. This was a really, 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 really mentally draining movie. And old folks praised this movie. The movie bombed. This movie had a budget. Of, okay, mind you, this is 1989. 1989. This movie had a budget of $80 million. Okay? 19- 89. We're not talking an action movie, not science fiction. This movie had a budget of $80 million. This movie bombed at the box office. It only made $22 million. But the point made, being made here is they don't care if they make a loss. This movie is ingrained in a lot of black folks' heads and psyche. The mission has been completed. They're willing to spend this type of money just so it can be in your subconscious. To them, it's a win. This movie received two Oscar nominations for Best Costume. And, uh, and then at one point, they said this was uh, Danny Glover's and, 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 and Oprah's best performances ever. Fanny Newton became a breakout star because of, because of this movie. $80 million well spent. This movie lives in the, in the psyche of a lot of people, a lot of old heads with this movie. Okay. So, no, no, the budget for this mother, $80 million, I shit you not, produced by uh, Jonathan Demi. So Jonathan Demi is the brother of Ted Demi. Ted Demi, MTV, uh, Yo MTV Raps, MTV uh, producer, ch- child molester, right? That's his brother. So, um... That was beloved. I, I don't know. I don't know about the the, the the true story thing. All I know is it's based off Toni Morrison's book, and however you feel about Toni Morrison is, I can't stand them, them old them old heifers. None of her ilk. So I'm sorry I wasn't able to get into the comments, but yeah. Listen, it was money well spent because you ask a lot of cats that's in their early 50s late 40s about beloved you know you get a reaction they'll tell you know what i'm saying so it worked it worked i mean so um (laughs) wait you've never seen this movie (laughs) now you want to see it i mean yeah it's (laughs) yeah it's it's good that you will watch this now as an older adult as opposed to watching this when we first, was it 1989? I was what? 
How old was I in 89? Okay, I graduated in 93. So I'd have been 18, 17. Yeah, I'd have been preteen, teenager when this shit came out. So for all those um, young adults that went to go see this, and then, of course, your mama dragged you. You know what I'm saying? Your aunties dragged you. They, they went to go. They, they, all this shit. All those old slave movies. Um, what was the other one? The Color Purple. You know what I'm saying? Like, that whole vein of those slave movies, those feminist-centered theme movies. And throughout this movie, and there's one scene in this movie where Paul and Seta, right? She, she, she was. She says, "Well, that's just one less man, some, some man to hurt me, or one more ain't gonna hurt me." And then Paul says, "Well, I ain't too, right?" So there's always this, there's always this back and forth. Like you don't know what I went through at Sweet Home. You don't know what what it is to be a black woman walking down the street worried about getting snatched up. So that whole shit, like black women went through more in slavery than the black man. Like last time I checked. Black women didn't have any dicks to, to get cut off, but hey, it is what it is. So it, they, someone see the division about who went through more trauma, the black man or the black woman. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I said it was 98, 98 or 80. Oh, I kept saying 89. My bad. 98, 98. Okay, my bad. Couldn't get through it. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was extremely bad. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oprah is another man hater, right? She's a, she's a closeted man hater. Gail, same same way. So now you have, you know, these man hating ass lesbians, these black lesbians in, in Hollywood, these old heads, and now they're transferring that shit, passing the torch onto Lena Waithe, Janelle Monae, Tessa Thompson. Don't don't be fooled by Tessa Thompson. Tessa Thompson is another man hating ass lesbian feminist. Um, the 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 African chick, the British chick, the little thick one who played um, she played Aretha. C- Cynthia Arrivo is another lesbian man hating ass feminist. So they got this generation covered, and because a lot of these black people, you know, you watch the shy. You watch anything produced by Lena Waithe. We watch that bullshit uh, Amazon series that she put out, right? <laughs> so Ava DuVernay is another one. Yeah, right? So I don't, I don't know what to tell y'all. Like they got all the bases covered. And unfortunately, our people still support our own demise. So, you know, you can only blame white folk for so much at this point. That That's just how I feel about it. But... You know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> shy is trash. But yet, we're in season four. Right? I see niggas on YouTube singing his praises. You got a you got an actual trans actor. And you got the black man playing its love interest. Like, uh, our people are screwed up. Our people are screwed the fuck up. So, um, it is what it is. If not, I'm going to end this, if not anything else, because I got to get back to the gym for workout number two. Um, what about Glory? What's her last name? I don't know who that is. 
I, I, have, I have no no idea who that is. Yeah, the little girl from Blackish. She yeah, uh, they're gonna turn her out pretty soon. If she ain't already, they've been touching on her and, and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. Yeah, I ain't seen Donnie Darko in a minute. I have to go back and watch that again. Now, you know, like all those old movies, I had to go back and watch with a fresh set of eyes. You know, so, yeah. What'd you say? Uh, they shot on some other shit. And they, the whole story is a, is a black Twitter think piece. It's, it's trash, man. It's trash, but black folk eat that shit up. So... It is what it is. Uh, I'm going to get out of here. Thank everybody for hanging out. Oh, yo. Uh, Reese, Conspiracy, um, War Radio Mindset, thank you guys for the uh, the super chats. If not anything else, I'm going to end this. If anything you guys want to discuss or touch on real quick, if not, I'm going I'm to I'm end this real quick. Uh, I've seen episodes up to four. I mean, it's cool. Black Samurai... Save the little Asian girl. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. So. All right, with that being said, um, if you don't mind, hit the like button on your way out, and uh, I will see you. Oh, yeah, first main channel, I got a strike for the uh, interview I did with, with Form Runner, so they own my ass. So, uh, yeah. With that being said, y'all have a good night. Peace.